WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we give our five-word commencement speeches, try to trick each other with two truths and a lie, share some crazy news stories with what the what, dream up the next big concert, and share a deep cut. It's graduation season, and the class of 2021, much like the class of 2020, had a unique year. So let's encourage them with our five-word commencement speeches. Jeremy, lead us off. All right. uh, This is good anytime we've had graduates, but I think especially for 2021 and 2020. 20 grads. Uh, I said, take the time to travel. Mm. I feel like that mm. is something that has been shared a lot. Um, it was not something that I actually partook in. And I do kind of regret it because I think whether it's with family or friends or even just a solo trip somewhere, getting out from where you have lived and spent most of your life, I feel like kind of drops the scales from your eyes and you can realize just how big the world is, yeah. how yeah. different it is. And I think you just have this new appreciation and it kind of can build some of those better characteristics that we ultimately one as we get older. Yeah. It seems like nowadays a lot of kids go to college in mm-hmm. the town where they grew up and it used to be that you would you would maybe sometimes go out, go out of state yeah. or go you know further away in the same state, you know, go away from home to go to college. So I think that's that's a really good tip. Yep. Travel. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what I came up with. And I don't know that I necessarily thought exclusively because of the era that we live in, but just remembering being a student and just being a postgraduate mm-hmm. where you're hustling and working. I just wrote, work towards a healthy balance. Mm. Oh, good. Uh, you know, because you can kind of either overcompensate with working or overcompensate with, you know, just video gaming all the time or, you know, just (laughs) like try to spread it out and have a a balanced life if possible. Well, and what's interesting is there was recent news about how because so many of us are working at home that that balance and that blend of home and work is so much like fading that we're doing so much extra work at home that kind of life expectancy is getting shorter and shorter because of the stress of work. So Mm. balance is a good idea. Yeah, Those are great. I feel like I'm going to take both of those and use those. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Mine was people matter more than devices. Oh, so, oh, yeah. I mean, devices have helped us a lot, but let's just be real. Like, people do matter. Our relationships matter. And we should just make sure that we're investing in people, not just spending all our time in front of a screen. That's good. Yeah. So in your house, do you have any tips on how to put the device down so you can focus on people? Like punish them. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't figured out an effective strategy quite yet, aside from give that to me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, I have a child who's in the class of 2021 graduating high school, so my five words are a little less serious. Mm -hmm. Be flexible call your mother. Uh, (laughs) I feel like we often, when we graduate, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up? And you have to have like this plan. And I think so much more now when you realize when you're older, you have to be flexible and open to life is going to throw you curveballs and you just have to try and figure out how to maneuver those things. So having a rigid plan maybe isn't always the best plan. And then obviously call your mother like, I want to hear from my kids. So that's my advice to him. That's legit. Yeah, <laughs> That's you, good. you wouldn't mind if he brings home 
home laundry or any of that you know stuff? i really wouldn't i really yeah. you know if you need a meal or whatever like mama's house is always open until you're like <laughs> i don't know 38 and then maybe it's time to do something else well it's good that he's actually going someplace where you'd need him to call you you know for my graduate this year my five words could have been move on with your life. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, but to be honest, it's not like he's going away, away. He's going to school at Cornerstone. So literally the same parking lot that we work in. He, that's true. He could just walk across campus right. and say hi. I so. just hope he doesn't bring his dirty laundry to the office. Like, we don't have laundry facility here. But at least like leave it in the parking lot or put it in my yes. car. Yeah. Like don't bring it into the actual office. Right, right. <laughs> Three facts. Two are true. One is false. It's time for two truths and a lie. Amanda, what did you bring? Well, a lot of my time right now is spent at the ball fields, baseball fields. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to do my two truths and a lie about ballpark foods. We all know them. We all love them. So we're going to start off with hot dogs. They were first known as dachshund sausages. (laughs) 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 Then we're going to move on to bubblegum. One of the most popular brands, Big League Chew, was started by a tobacco company to try and lure Uh kids into chewing tobacco as adults. Mm -hmm. And then number three, sunflower seeds. Even snacks can cause injuries. In 1995, the Professional Baseball Athletic Trainers Society declared sunflower seed finger as a new ailment (laughs) caused by athletes reaching into their pockets with just three fingers to grab the seeds, and then it stresses out their pinky finger. What? What? That's got to be true. Good I was going to say, right? that's so bizarre. That is odd. Mm-hmm. That's like how our pinky fingers are like molding and adapting to the bottom of our phones. Oh. oh. Ooh. <laughs> as, we, as we all look that. at our pinky. I'm, I'm yes. checking out my pinky. Wow. I'm okay so Okay. Um, so you have dachshund sausages, big league chew, or sunflower seed finger. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to go with dachshund dogs. Dachshund yeah. sausages? I or think sausages. Dachshund. I want all of these to be true, yes, but I'm, I do too. I'm saying that one also, I think, is the fib. I always choose less, but I was going to choose that too, so I'm going to stick with it this time. Ooh. Okay, the lie was actually the tobacco company with Big League too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so hot dogs were originally known as Dachshund Sausages. They started being sold in baseball stadiums back in 1901, and there was a cartoonist that was just drawing a picture of a baseball game, and he didn't know how to spell Dachshund, and so he wrote hot dog, <laughs> and that's how it turned into <laughs> really? hot dog. The sunflower seed finger is 100 percent true and big league chew was actually developed by two pitchers rob nelson and jim booten they thought chewing tobacco was disgusting and so they spent two years trying to get this shredded chewing gum to get started the idea eventually caught on and then even those guys who chewed tobacco started chewing big league chew because their girlfriends and their wives liked it better okay well thank you you're welcome go have yourself a dachshund sausage sometime (laughs) this weekend All right. So I went with a little bit of a theme. The theme is, or these are facts about things that I enjoy. So, okay. Basically, you have one fact about Dr. Pepper, 
one fact about peanut butter M and M's, and then one fact about Pringles. All this things okay. that I enjoy. Oh, of course, this is cool. not, so they're not pertain to me directly, right, gotcha. but about these things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Texas favorite soda fizzed its way into the national consciousness back at 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. As the Dr Pepper Museum notes, the drink joined the ice cream cone, the hamburger, and the hot dog, and making their first big splashes That's at the event. Dog, by the way. Dachshund sausage. Sausage. That's, yeah. <laughs> Number two. M&M's peanut butter chocolate candies were introduced in the U.S. in 1989. The tallest stack of regular M&M's is five, achieved by Will Cutbill on January 31st of 2021. Oh, wow. He right. did a lot of work during the pandemic. Sure did. And finally, although he's received a few cosmetic changes over the years, the mustachioed fellow on the can of Pringles <laughs> has been there since the brand got its start. If you're not familiar with this fun fact, let me introduce you formally to <laughs> Niles Pringles. Yes, that's right. He has a name. Niles. 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 Okay. That's I awesome. I am thinking peanut butter M&M is a lie because there was not peanut butter M&Ms in 1989. Okay. Those are a recent development, yeah. aren't they? There okay. was peanut not M&M's, right. but not oh, peanut yeah. butter. Sure. Also, you had two buried in there. There was the stacking thing and well, the date of the peanut I'll butter. I'll be real honest with you. Okay. I wasn't able to find a lot of information about peanut butter m and so I had to kind of combine some M&M facts together. Were they created by Niles Pringles? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but he's the one that stacked them. Yes. And he used the, the, the cardboard See, tube and there that was... was like his, uh, yeah. Well, that's kind of cheating then. I mean... Uh, what was the first one again? Oh, the first Dr. one Pepper. essentially is that uh, Dr. Pepper yeah. uh, burst its way onto the scene at the 1904 World's Fair, it joined the ice cream cone, the hamburger, and the hot dog as uh, they made their big splash. I'm going to say that one's the lie. I okay. thought that the hot dog made its debut at the Chicago World's Fair. Oh, so specific. I think that it was the peanut M&M. Okay. One. You are all wrong. Uh, <laughs> what? Gosh. Okay, Pringle? so the do- Niles Pringle. Did you make up that name? Okay, hold on. Just okay, slow okay. your roll, everybody. Sorry, sorry. First thing is the Dr. Pepper thing is true, and it came from the Dr. Pepper website. All so right. after you mentioned your hot dog thing, I was kind of, or dachshund sausage dog thing, <laughs> I was a little concerned about this. So I don't know. That's what they said. Right. Uh, peanut butter M&M's were introduced in 89. I didn't realize they'd been around that long. They yeah. have not been part of so, my life for that long. Right. No, they, they, are, they are good. Uh, and then the highest stack is five, which I thought like, surely we could do better. That. Yes, that's what I was thinking. So, anyways, hmm. But uh, the false is Niles Pringle. His actual <laughs> real name is... Julius Pringles. Of course. It should, dude, it should be Niles. I think. It really should be Niles. I like Niles. It can be in our hearts. He doesn't know. (laughs) Yes. I mean, there's a whole thing called Orange Julius. Well, it used to be in malls when people went to malls. Tied to Dairy Queen, isn't it? I don't know. It's still around, I hope. Is it? I hope. Yeah. Well, we'll have to ask. There's one at Rivertown. We'll ask the Pringles people. Niles. About Julius that. Pringles. Julius Pringles. Okay. All right. So mine's all about ice cream. Recently, we had a guest speaker at our church. He's new to West Michigan, and he was talking about there's a lot of ice cream places around here. And I was, thought to myself, he's not wrong. There's a lot of ice cream. So I love ice cream. It's a good you know thing to talk about. So mine are all about ice cream. Number one, a Texas couple loved ice cream so much that they named their four children after their favorite ice cream flavors, Neapolitan, Praline, Rocky Road, and Bing Cherry. Stop! (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Probably just went Neo. (laughs) Right. Number two. And Rocky. You're right. right. Those are like middle names. Hey, Bing. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, like there's Bing. All right. 
When leaders in a small town in Wyoming made it illegal to sell ice cream sodas on Sundays, shop owners invented the ice cream sundae. They replaced the soda with syrup to get around the law, and they replaced the Y in Sunday with an E to avoid offending religious leaders. Wow. Oh. Okay. Okay. Number three. Many crazy flavors of ice cream have been released, but among the weirdest or most disgusting, and yes, we're talking about it, have been <laughs> crocodile egg, bacon, raw horse flesh, jellyfish, octopus, and garlic flavored. And I'm sorry if I just ruined ice cream for you. I feel so. like all of those probably are things except raw horse flesh. What? That's disgusting. Also, is one of them alligator egg? Crocodile Crocodile egg. egg. Wow. Okay, well then, crocodile egg, that's fine. That's better. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like that's the lie. Yeah. I have ice cream sweats now thinking about some of those <laughs> yeah, flavors. I'm like, sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to guess one of those on the list is not yeah, true. Yeah. I don't want to make it unanimous, but that's, that's what I think. Yeah. Many of those are actually from Japan, and they're all true. Oh, I know. Except, no. but no, they're all true. Oh, oh, shoot. Raw horse um, flesh. So you're all you're all wrong. the The lie was that the Texas couple that loved ice cream so much uh, named their children. <laughs> Neapolitan praline, Rocky Road, and Ming Jerry. And but I can see that being. A I was going to say, like, look at how we. None of us assume that was it. Like I it's know. so right. feasible. Can you? Right. Do you guys remember? I think it's the movie called When Calls the Heart. Yep. And the child's name was Praline. And the other one's Brownie. Yeah, because yep. it was mm. out of food she liked or her favorite things. So huh. yep. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right, but Neapolitan. Yeah. Try to get a kindergartner to spell that. Right. Yeah. Really. Neo. Neo. Cool. <laughs> Okay, here's what I've got. Two truths and a lie. Feet edition. Because oh, summer. Why? Oh. Because summer, you know, people's feet. Um, I actually, because I came across so many interesting feet facts, <laughs> I did four truths and two lies. Oh, but no. we'll really? just see how it goes. <laughs> My first set of three has two truths and one lie in it. All right, here they are. First, there are 250,000 sweat glands in your feet, which produce up to a half a pint of sweat daily <laughs> out of your feet. Number two, your feet are at their largest in the middle of the day. Mm. And number three, it wasn't until the 1700s in Europe that women's shoes were different from men's shoes. Mm. What year was that? Seven, the 1700s. The 1700s. I've seen Hamilton, <laughs> and I feel like the men's footwear seems very feminine. Hmm. So... I wonder if it was a unisex style back then. Yeah. Uh, they all seem like they could be featsable. <laughs> that was wow. clever. Did you work on that one a long time, no, did you? That was really just good. Now. That just came to her. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, okay, so you're going with that one? No. What was your middle one? Uh, your feet are biggest in the middle of the day? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the lie. Because it would be the end of the end day. End of the day. I feel like yeah. it would be end of the day, too. Yeah. You guys are smart. Yeah. Yes, it is, is actually it? the end of the day. Okay. So because I didn't the water stop any of you, I'm going to go on with my okay. next set <laughs> okay. of yeah. two truths and a lie okay. uh, feet. The average foot has increased two shoe sizes since the 1970s. Hmm. Nearly a quarter of all the bones in your body are found in your feet. They have 26 bones a piece. Wow. wow. Uh, and about 40% of the U.S. population has flat feet. Do your teeth count as bones? Mm. <laughs> because if they do, you have a lot of teeth. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is true. What was number one? First one, average foot has increased two shoe sizes since the 1970s. 
That seems feasible. Feasible. <laughs> I'm going to go with the third one. I don't remember what it is, but I remember thinking, no, probably not. 40% of the U.S. Yeah. has flat feet? Yeah. Because right. if you had flat percentage. feet, you couldn't be in the Army, right? Oh. We don't need don't 40% know. of the people to be in the Army, though. Right. So it's maybe 20%. So right. I think the number's different. <laughs> I'm going to also say number three, because I feel like the other two are true. All right, so I don't even remember what the first one was, but I just want to be different. So it's the first one. <laughs> okay. What was it? You, you should have gone along with the crowd <laughs> uh, because Snap. it's actually twenty-five percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Flat feet. So there you go. That was my two sets of two truths and a lie. There, I'm one forward. for each foot. I like that. Yeah. Oh, nice. That? Yeah, it's good, Steve. <laughs> what? The what? Well, it's time for a little surprise and perhaps a little delight or just the craziest news stories we could find. It's time for What the What? (laughs) Steve, what did you find? Okay, well, we all know a Josh or a Joshua probably in our lives. There's a lot of them. Just over a year ago, as the quarantine boredom was just starting to set in, one particular Josh, Josh Swain, created a Facebook messenger group originally made up of other Josh Swains that he found on (laughs) Facebook and his first message to the group went out it said you're probably wondering why I've gathered you all here today (laughs) and then one Josh Swain replied because we all share the same names (laughs) the creator replies precisely 4 24 2021 12 noon meet at these coordinates and he put in like longitude latitude we fight Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year to prepare. Good luck. You're joshing me. Ah, that's pretty good. The meme goes viral. Um, it was initially targeted just to people named Josh Swain, but it quickly expanded to include anyone named Josh or Joshua. And then, of course, toward the end of last month, with the date of the you know fight approaching, the messages started getting a lot of attention online again, with users wondering if anything would actually happen between those in the Josh Swain Facebook group. Multiple Facebook events were created and a countdown clock was posted. The coordinates uh, that the original Josh Swain posted led to a field in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. okay. All right, many people named Josh joked on Twitter about how they felt a need to participate in the fight in order to keep their names. <laughs> So when 12 noon rolled around just last month, Saturday, April 24, hordes of Joshes showed up to (laughs) battle with pool noodles as their weapons. Okay, okay. Yeah, it looked pretty epic. Uh, You can find a video online. Uh, By the time it was said and done, a particularly young Josh was crowned the winner with a Burger King crown. Oh, good. Wow. A little little boy named Josh, and they all kind of held him aloft and put a Burger King crown on his head. He's going to remember that for always. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious yeah that's that's like a really creative way to like you know fight the boredom fight the boredom yeah absolutely i love that it actually happened like so many times these things are like oh we're gonna do this thing and then it never well i think it like went away for a while but then like as the date was approaching it kind of resurrected and became a real thing (laughs) nice so did they they all have to change their names i don't know i don't know what the outcome (laughs) of that like they have to if they're legally bound now there's a bunch of steves out there (laughs) they all have to change i'm gonna create a Facebook group. (laughs) All right. Well, mine is a little less, I guess, enjoyable. Mine uh, puts somebody in the slammer. Here's what 
happen. 1999, we saw the movie Never Been Kissed. It came out, featured Drew Barrymore as a newspaper reporter who enrolled in a local high school as a part of a research story that she was doing. Well, uh, that big screen fantasy has become a frightening reality. 28-year-old Audrey, uh, she views herself as an Instagram influencer, and a recent stunt has now landed her in jail. Uh, In order to promote her Instagram page, she strapped on a black backpack, grabbed a skateboard, all in an attempt to blend in with the high school students at a Miami area high school. Mm -mm. She was caught handing out pamphlets printed with her Instagram account after she snuck onto campus. She was somehow managed to avoid being caught the entire time, but authorities tracked her down using her Instagram page and later (laughs) arrested her. Uh, The school system has now currently conducting a thorough review of the incident, including how she was able to sneak into the school and elude security several times over again. Uh, I love the last line of the story, though. It says, records did not list a lawyer for Audrey, but she did post her arrest photo on her Instagram. (laughs) I mean, she kind of won because... Instagram's all about attention, right? right? So The thing is, though, in the story, while they do have her last name, they did not link it to her Instagram oh, page. Huh. Okay. And that's, I was a parent. I would be absolutely livid yeah. yes. if right. it happens. Yeah. Oh. That's why the movie Never Been Kissed could never have worked no. in the social media era. Not today, anyway. Oh. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's funny that they tracked her down through Instagram though. like of yeah. course that yeah. makes sense okay so I think we all have desires to live a long and healthy life and oftentimes we're told by the experts you know healthy diet exercise keeping your mind active all those things well there's a guy from Australia he is the world's oldest man on the continent he's 111 years old wow. and his secret is eating chicken brains what? to stay healthy. They asked him recently, he's writing a book apparently, or someone's helping him write a book about his life. And they said, what is your secret to long life? And he says, chicken brains. You know, chickens have a head and in there there's a brain. And they are delicious little things. There's only one little bite. So there you go. And so do you, you know, eat them whole like you would pop like popcorn into your mouth or do you spread it on toast? Like Oh, wow. I don't ooh. know. Probably just taste like chicken. I've, I'm sure they yeah. do. Wow, you all. <laughs> your jokes today. <laughs> I mean, hasn't anybody ever wondered where chicken nuggets come from? Oh, the brains, no. That's man. the brain. That's the one that's no. all gray once you peel all the bread right, off right. of it. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he has this special ring that he one time found when uh, he went on a little journey. You know, Bilbo Baggins was 111 oh. years old. Oh, no, sorry. He was 111. 111. So there you go, chicken brains. Oh, that's good. Chicken brains. And you know, there is a little bit of something there because they always say when you cut a chicken's head off, like the body will keep running. Oh, so, so longevity. Longevity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. But I thought having like a bird brain, I thought that was bad. Right. But maybe this is good for <laughs> keeping <laughs> you young. Yeah. Having oh. a bird brain. Wow. There you go. All right. So for much of my life, I dreamed of living in Florida. If you didn't know that, it's true. Walking on the white sand beaches, having a year round tan, uh, having Disney World in my backyard. Then I heard about this guy uh, just spending a day fishing, and I think I've changed my mind. So 22-year-old Tommy Lee went fishing one Saturday afternoon, and after tugging on his line for a while, he unfortunately came face-to-face with an 11-foot angry alligator during mating season, by the way. The gator was not happy to see a human, so he proceeded to chase after him, and Lee got everything on video, because that's what you do nowadays, you know, when you're being chased by uh, an 11-foot gator. 
it was just like a scene straight out of a horror film with the exception, of course, that Lee made it out alive. And when the gator saw he wasn't infringing on his turf anymore, trying to, you know, court the lady gators, he turned around and went back to the swamp. And Florida Fish and Wildlife urges residents to be vigilant for themselves and their pets, given that alligators live in all 67 counties in the state. Mm. Experts say they could be present anywhere that there's water. So here's the reason why I've made peace with not living in sunny Florida or even having time to visit. First of all, you need to watch every body of water, your bathtub, your swimming pool, your backyard pond, your mud puddles that your kids play in. Anywhere an alligator can be found right now because alligators are on the run, they say, especially the smaller ones that are easier to hide. The big bull alligators are pushing all the little ones out so that they can keep the ladies to themselves. So sometimes that means a quick end to a fishing trip. Okay, wait, so, all right. (laughs) Yeah, during mating, mating season, it's like, you better just not be in the water. I don't so. like you, that form of mating at all. I heard the whole story. <laughs> yes. And I'm and I'm cool with all of it. You said you wanted to go to Florida, but this story you don't want to anymore. And then here's the reason why. What you were quoting, checking the bathtub, checking yeah. puddles, that's in the news story or yes. that's your personal no, that's reflection? That's in the news story. You'd yeah. have to check your bathtub for that's what I said. an alligator. Your bathtub. Yeah. Um, it has Dude, to get in your house first. What it, and swimming pool. And I thought that the swimming, swimming pools pool all had the, makes sense. the mesh uh, thing yes. because of mosquitoes, but apparently it will keep out your alligators too, your alligator issue, you know. Unbelievable, Florida. So, yeah. I actually was sitting here thinking, okay, either I say that alligator is named Josh Swain, <laughs> or I'd make something about it trying to sneak into high schools without <laughs> But it did I, happen in Miami. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Well, it looks like this fall is going to bring the return of live music. Yay. Yay. With many WCSG artists heading out on tour. So we're very grateful about that. But we thought, let's just dream up our very own tours, the fantasy tour. Kathy, who is on yours? Okay. I'm pretty nostalgic. So the first group that came to my mind was my first concert, and that was DC Talk. Oh, yeah. So oh, wow. they've, you know, they've all done pretty well for themselves, and I you know, would love for them to come together in a reunion bringing you know all of their maturity and their growth but also of course doing a fr- uh, you know a few throwback numbers so mm. that would be my first group that's just all one my second group would be pentatonics okay i think they're amazing huh. and you know how they use their their voices as their instruments i mean that's their only instrument um, so i'd love to hear them in person really to see if what I hear mm. um, you know, on the radio is the same as live. Like, I want to see if they could do that live. So, Pentatonix, number two. Number three um, is just a favorite artist. I love Carrie Underwood. I believe that she would bring a big voice and a great performance and worship to the night. So, I can see all three groups doing some of the numbers together, showcasing their plethora of talent. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm Very just creative. trying to think of the name of that tour. I know. The I, I, acapella Jesus Freaks Take the Wheel. Oh! Oh, yeah. That's good. Really good. That was That's amazing. Good. <laughs> right off the top of the dome. Good job. Yes. That was good. All right. I went kind of the easy route. I mean, I like all sorts of kinds of music. And so, you know, I could do 17 different tours of ones yep. I would like. But I think it would be really neat. Chris Tomlin has an album out called Chris Tomlin and Friends. And I think it would be neat if they would tour that album. Mm-hmm. So you would have Chris Tomlin along with Thomas Rhett. 
Florida Georgia Line, Lady A, Keith Urban, Reba McIntyre, Brett Young, and Bear from Need to Breathe. They're all on that yeah. project. Make that happen. So they would do a lot of collaboration, yes. and you would have your times where it's more worship music, yeah. and other times I love country. Country, yeah. yeah. Be fun to. That's a long night that. for Chris Tomlin, though. It really is. <laughs> it's almost as long as his version of Forever. <laughs> <laughs> if you have ever seen him perform some of these songs on TV, though, he just looks like he's just happy to be there. Yes. Yeah. So because he's had a lot of new exposure, like. Yeah. The CMA awards, oh, that sure. kind of stuff because yeah, of his yeah. collaboration. It's like, I can't believe I get to perform so with Florida Georgia so Line. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would go to that. That would be good. Yeah. That would be really good. I think it would be a fun, fun tour. So well, I went two different directions because um, don't follow my own rules. Uh, <laughs> so I if we're gonna do it based on WCSG artists right now, just kind of in worship mode, or at least there happens to be quite a bit of it. So yeah. I put together Pat Barrett, Phil Wickham, and Elevation Worship. Uh, I know Pat and Phil are actually touring this fall, so actually really looking forward to that. Uh, it just sounds like it'd be a really good, I don't know, just one to bring you back where you need to be. Mm. Uh, if I were going to base it on non-WCSG artists, I'm taking a page from my recent streams. Uh, I picked Huey Lewis in the news, Peter <laughs> Gabriel, and Hall and & Oates. What? Here's the thing about all of this. I recognize that, number one, Huey Lewis has some health complications, which is why he's done touring. And then some of these guys are kind of old, so Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't get what I get in my streaming. But if I could, that's what I would like. I would like to be able to see some of these songs happen in person. Yeah. Uh, But I did think, like, they'd have to start practicing now so that maybe by the fall they're ready to go with some of those songs. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I thought about that, too. I thought about, like, oh, what would be my, like, fantasy concert sure. experience and and most of the artists i don't know what this says about me but most of the artists i was like yeah they're they're probably past their prime yes. like yes. way past yes. their prime so i just thought about um artists that i really like uh, that i have seen uh, perform live mm. um kind of more recently like they're still actually touring and i think um having them having these three on tour together would be a pretty uh Pretty great show. Switchfoot, Reliant K, and Need to Breathe. Yeah, I oh, knew yeah. you were going to go there. I, I know. knew it. I, it's so predictable. <laughs> and that was the thing. I was really wrestling with the predictability of it. But I like all those guys live. Well, you do know Need to Breathe and Switchfoot are touring together. Yes. So you might have a chance to do that. But I think their closest one is in Chicago. That's not or that Detroit. Far. Which is a good way That's to see it. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll do that. And I'll just listen to Reliant K on the way there. There you go. <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> As always, we appreciate you listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help spread the word about WCSG Backstage Podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Each show, we close things out with a deep cut. Steve, it's back to you. What'd you bring us? It's a song that was just recently released by Judah and the Lion. Um, It's called Help Me to Feel Again. And I just listened to it and really resonated with it. I don't know what it says about where I'm at right now. No, I do know what it says about where I'm at right now. I'm struggling, uh, to be totally honest, just with uh, feeling. Uh, Since I had COVID and lost my sense of taste and smell, I think I've lost something else too and just um, in the middle of processing that. But some of the lyrics, this is not the end. Maybe with our feelings, let's not play pretend. Mm. So my heart, don't you know, beneath every peaceful stream, there's an undertow. So it just caused me to really think a lot and kind of work on bringing that to the Lord. But I just thought with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, just important for us all to remember there's a lot of people struggling with depression and anxiety. And there is such a tendency to just go inward and kind of feel like sort of ashamed or just too weary to get help and talk about it. So it's just important to not lose touch with your emotions uh, wherever you're at and go to God with that, go to trusted community, just get help. 
So anyway, Judah and the lion help me to feel again. All right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. Is this just the start? All these feelings coming up and I'm all alone. Have I ran too far? I didn't know the road to peace would be this hard Cause when my emotions go to war Maybe I should be listening like it's winning Cause I can't breathe And that's on me Help me to feel again